2: that's me clapping you in to the podcast cuddle club hello it's another episode and to say I've missed you is a lie (laughs) no I've missed you I've missed you come on come on this week I'm talking to Kiri Pritchard-McLean who's a stand-up and a writer and you know you know her you know her she's often she's often on the telly wearing sequins Yeah, you know her. And she lives on a farm. She's a really, really nice, interesting lady, actually. I bet she knows how to do her own eyeshadow. I turned up on Sunday brunch. You have to do your own makeup on Sunday brunch. Was I in the sidebar of uh, shame in the Daily Express? Something like that, yeah. Then you click, it's just clickbait. You click on it and it's like, oh yeah. She said about the plates on Sunday brunch. Ridiculous world we live in. Anyway, if Shadow McLean was told to do her own makeup on a show, which I was, I bet she'd really know how to do it whereas I looked like a little struggle puss but in my defence it was quite early in the morning and um, I really got the vibe that Tim Lovejoy hated me <laughs> don't know whether that was just my general personality but it was quite funny at the end because Tim Key was also one Tim Key, very, very funny and uh, he said to Tim oh that was great, thanks mate that was absolutely awesome lovely to have you on, great show and then he said um, see you Lou <laughs> Tim Lovejoy <laughs> Yes, well i'll go on the show again i suppose he's a nice boy and a simon rimmer lovely fella too oh quick 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 before we do quick quick i'm on tour kiri's on tour go to see us both it's not one against the other with women in comedy we've learned if we've learned anything it's that um we can all thrive okay anyway let's get into this chat with kiri richard McLean. hi
3: Kiri. Hi, how are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I'll describe you if you don't mind for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Towel on the head, dressing gown around the bod.
3: Yes, one of those, I think I'm one of the only people who still loves a towel and dressing gown outside of a hotel but I find them very time efficient though. Because you're,
2: in your phrase, you're drying off right now aren't you?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm <you's>, doubling up.
2: <laughs> you're using this as an opportunity to just dry off.
3: I'm like one of those mad '80s businessmen who has to like do press ups while they wait for the kettle to boil. Basically, yeah. I'm like, I'll only do this podcast, which I find creatively nourishing, if I can be doing something practical in the meantime, and that is drying off. Except yeah. I know under my boobs and between my thighs won't get dry because they are constantly touching another part.
2: Well, feel free to just sink down a bit and just you know dry those while we're chatting. I'm really sure. Know. Why have you got to be camera ready? Well, not even
3: like anything exciting. Basically. Um, I was chatting to someone who went to my primary school. My primary school was a very weird. It's a private school, but it was a, it was. It's not like, well, every private school is obviously elite and privileged, but it, it was very strange in that it's basically a couple who run it who thought, I think we can teach kids in a nicer way, so they just bought yeah. this house. In, in its own land and it was very hippie-ish but it's a very special yeah. school. So I always bump into people who went there and go, God, it was amazing, wasn't it? And I was speaking to one of the guys and I was like, I had this conversation with so many people and he makes documentaries. I was like, we should do a little film where we film the old pupils oh, and it's yeah. their 40th anniversary this year. So oh. we're doing it as a surprise for them. So I'm going and speaking to one of my old teachers and two people I went to school with that I haven't really seen since. So yeah. yeah.
2: I did wonder about your old background because you said you went to private school and then I, I sort of met your dad and I thought he doesn't seem like the type that would like it's like he's very sort of down to earth like not no judgment on private schools or no. yes I have got a chip on my shoulder about them but he didn't seem like that way at all you know what I mean he, he and actually one yeah. of my best one of my best friends sends our kids to private school no shades
3: actually he was dead against it and um, I wish he'd been more against it, because <laughs> I love the school and I owe it an awful lot. But because um, I went to like my primary school was private and my secondary school was a normal school. Um, yeah. And that was like my choice, if we're getting into it. Um, yeah. But the fact that I have a choice is privileged. But also, I realise in retrospect there was probably less of a choice because the year I was moving up was about the time my parents kind of lost everything through farming. Ah. But my dad was against it. He was like, no, you, like I don't not for a moral thing. I think he's just really tight. And now he acknowledges <laughs> that I've had a much better start because that's what you pay for than my brothers. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, just. And not even just the level of education, which was really good. It's just more that, like, the confidence thing. Yeah, that's it. You get big dick energy.
2: That is it. Yeah. Well,. My goddaughter won't go to private school, but I'm just going to big her up, like tell her everything that they would tell her. You know, like yeah. you're better than everyone else. Like the yeah. other people are people scum. People deserve to be poor. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> everything you get, you earn, and the rest of the people <laughs> are scum. <laughs> and if they're struggling, it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you could put this music under anything. Okay, are you ready for the quick fire round? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, your boyfriend proposes to you, but it's in a butcher's or a graveyard. What's your choice? Graveyard, absolutely. Yeah.
3: You'd like that, yeah. wouldn't you, I think? Yeah, the smell of old blood um, mm. sends me under. and Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm on the, sort of like the last day of my period when it's not still a period.
2: But um, mm. yes, old blood, man. Ooh, don't, yeah. not going find. past the butcher's is disgusting. Like, the dench when I don't understand my boyfriend works in a butcher's sometimes to help his cousin out and he's vegan and he says he can compartmentalize, which isn't great for our um isn't great <laughs> for his fidelity. <laughs>
3: My um my brother used to work in an abattoir as a meat Ooh. hygiene inspector, which is like a government job with white wellies where you stamp the meat to say everything's clean enough to, for human consumption. Yeah. And he used to he used to do it was a horrible job they hated. And he used to do that for like maybe four or five years and he smelt like a steak. That was my memory. It's like he smelt like you know when you first open mince that weird yeah. meat fart, you uh, just smelt like that all the time.
2: I don't do you eat
3: meat? No, no, we Plant-based. No. Apart from we've got rescue chickens, we have the eggs from those. That's oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But then, from a farming background, how's that go down with old popsies? I think he'd rather I was a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what to do, <laughs> father. Some bad news and some good news, <laughs> which leads me on to the third, quickfire question: favourite serial killer?
3: Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Today.
2: Today. Mm,
3: I've got a top three. Right, it's, and they shuffle sort of around. around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're hoping some more come to light so you can sort of rearrange your favourites a bit.
3: Uh, do you know what? I'm hoping for a woman to just pull up the outside lane at the last minute and. Um, yeah. I'll say it, do a shipment.
2: Yes, okay. Well, I'll tell you that the nature's shipment, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think Shipman was technically still nature's Shipman, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, but he—I guess he was sort of forcing it. Whereas coronavirus is a more natural way to sort of yeah. get the population down. Um, this is this is the dark cuddle club so far. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for your loss if you're listening. No, <laughs> oh, this is a podcast you can uh, take to work in a way. Eric, all This time you've been talking, and we could have been having. Touch quiz. Well, you've got five questions to th- uh, guess what I'm thinking about touching now. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's quite specific. Basketball. No, but it does begin with B. I uh, um, imagine if you just got it and what you just came out with it, it'd be unbelievable. Like when you get word on on the first go, be unbelievable. Can you do? Can
3: you do it again? Can you imagine touching it again?
2: Yeah, thank you. I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. It's a person in a thing. One of the Beals. No. <laughs> No, it's a person in a thing, and that person begins with B. So that's that's something to go on. Also, Kiwi, tell them to guess along at home. Try and engage. Try, try and, engage and guess this. along at
3: home. So Lou's yeah. got her sort of eyes closed, and she's got a, mm. a soft smile on her face. And oh, yeah. at, at first she was holding her hands like it was the, uh, a basketball, and now they're flat out in front of her. Yeah. Um, so person in a thing, and they begin with B. So um, Brian Adams in the soundtrack of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves
2: no it's not i'm afraid but good guess
3: (laughs) was it close
2: no this thing was probably iconic you know around the the year 2000 well i mean we can't be sure well i can't be sure if i google it but is it the
3: millennium bug
2: oh that's a lovely guess but it's bjork and a swan dress
3: oh i love that i had a t-shirt with a swan on it as a as a homage i loved that so much that look as a
2: nod as a nod Mm. to bjork for all the work she's done incredible icelandic woman oh yeah she's still um bopping around oh she's still having a bop mate you'll never Mm. stop bjork from having a bop. well i hope not i wouldn't want to (laughs) (laughs) even if you make it quiet famously she'll still bop oh yeah she'll bop to like she was the first silent disco (laughs) (laughs) Mm, come on let us in you romantic
3: gal yeah i think i am i think i'm not very good at being romantic but i I think i am good at enjoying it like i appreciate Uh, romance you're a taker not a giver yeah i'd say that across the board with everything actually (laughs) friendships money (laughs) um yeah so i really appreciate romantic gestures and that's not like on the nose eiffel tower hearts and chocolate stuff just thoughtfulness But, um, yeah, I'm not very good at being romantic. Basically, my boyfriend is too nice, so he doesn't really leave much room. Actually, it's quite selfish of him. He doesn't leave much room in the relationship for me to be romantic, um, because that's sort of his thing. Um, I guess my my romance is sort of like hassling text messages of, have you done this yet? That's sort of what I bring Yeah, 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 yeah. romantically. But maybe I should be more romantic.
2: Yeah, but you get things done. We all bring in different things, you know. I do get things done. You're telling him where, what, you know, how he wants his life, and the, <laughs> men don't have any ideas, so it's quite good that we're there to guide them.
3: <laughs> yeah. What is more romantic than being a mother to your boyfriend? Oh, really, we, anything.
2: we, got. I'm really, really trying not to do that, especially what with the age difference and everything. But I, I really like. So before I met my boyfriend, I was mother everybody, and. I just can't do that when there's an age... You just, It's so unsexy. Do you listen to Esther Perel? No. Oh, she's wonderful. And she's like, um, you cannot ever, like, parent your partner. Otherwise, it's the least sexy thing. Mm. But why do we fit into... Why does that happen sometimes? Because I think if
3: I wasn't, like, actively pushing him in a direction sometimes, then my life would be harder. <laughs> That's true.
2: Although, I did read a book once called... Um, I think I've spoken on about it here before that wasn't a sentence but you get my gist the dance of anger and when you overact for someone they underact so if you just stop doing it it's the hardest thing to do in the world they will then come to meet you sort of halfway
3: I tried that it doesn't work oh. I tried that in a previous relationship I was like I just need to stop asking him and give him the space and turns out it was even worse <laughs> oh really <laughs>
2: mm, okay yeah oh now she's asking. So you are thinking about fostering, adopting, yeah?
3: Yeah, I think, yeah. I really, like, having a family is is ev- everything to me. Like, family life and having my own family. But I've never, ever had the urge to... Um, have children biologically and that
2: is actually I think the correct term is drag them out your foof.
3: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Dragging kicking <laughs> and screaming out of your fo- foof. Yeah. I've never had that desire. Um in fact it's waned as life has gone on. Like yeah. I thought it would increase, but actually it's like it's more and more like no thank you. Yeah. But I am really I think maternal and would really love a family. So mm. and also it makes absolute sense to me that there's um <laughs> there's a lot of people in the world and a lot of brilliant, brilliant young people without homes... I don't understand
2: why you'd pump another one out but yeah people always take it really personally when I say that. Yeah it's such a tricky old issue and I've been saying stand up about how we should all adopt because like we're always going on about recycling and stuff and like I said it's arrogant to have your own because you know who's thinking well these genes need recreating but then if I did accidentally get pregnant I probably would have it for a laugh just to see what it's like to but then also everyone says oh you've got to be careful with adoption and take full-time work of trying to you know help them accept loving and stuff and that seems like a bit much when we're in light entertainment baby
3: (laughs) it's that's so interesting to me because I think that sort of um like you know that awful quote that idiots use that yeah if you can't handle me at my worst thing yeah I think if you're not willing to have a child with with complex issues then why would you why would you think you're qualified to be a parent because to me that that seems that like, well, if you're going to end up with a child who has, by virtue of chemicals, mental health problems, or, you know, yeah. some kind of, any kind of impairment, but they're neurodiverse or maybe they're disabled, something like that. Or you say, oh, I wouldn't have gone in for that if I'd known. I only want my child if it's perfect, which is like, yeah. doesn't exist. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and also, yes, they might take more work and love, but if you don't want to work and love you know your child then again
2: i'm just like well i do but i don't want to i don't want to give up everything i want to give up something
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh okay i get what you're saying right yeah i think i think you're right and it's very interesting you have to like weigh up with our lifestyle which is quite transient and and, Mm. and constantly busy and lots of time Mm. away whether that fits with people who need sort of stability and which is tricky but it has been done and you know like emma thompson
2: adopted Oh yeah. She's my hero. I always think what would Emma Thompson do? Yeah. Genuinely do. Freaking great actually. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. And um yeah, fair enough. Go on. Put pop me on the books. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's how it works.
2: Cuddle club. Cuddle club. Cuddle club. I think that's enough.
3: You you a cuddly guy? I we, I really am with some people. All I want is cuddles mm. from some people. And there's, like, maybe just two of those in the world, actually. Two? Who, yeah, my partner and my dad are the only people I... I would, I'd have them cuddle me forever.
2: Can I ask a weird question? It might be weird. Yeah. What about Mama?
3: She's not, like, a cuddler. Mm. And I am not a cuddle if I get a vibe from someone that they don't like it either. I will, I will. Every now and then, my mum and I will hug, but my mum's quite shy and a bit sort of standoffish. Um, so yeah, not really. Whereas my dad's more tactile and more like teddy bearish. Um, mm. But yeah, I love cuddling with some people. And with my inner circle, I'm quite tactile. I think sketch troops. But, yeah, we. I love cuddling a sketch troop. Yeah, <laughs> but you won't outside of a sketch troop. <laughs> yeah, or a WhatsApp group. Then yeah. I've got absolutely no time for
2: it. Tarot, they can come on in. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh... I'll
3: uh, I'll cuddle Cath all day long. But, oh, I um, love Cath. I never see
2: Cath. We, I mean, you know, we never see each other, but you know, just one of those people you're just like, oh, that girl has got good bones, you know? Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she's,
3: she's probably the person I cuddle unsolicited the most. I'll just yeah. walk around with my arm around her. Side, side hug. Get in from behind, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Come at like her from the fr- top. <laughs> <laughs> All angles, really. And that's <laughs> her fault for being so bloody scrummy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your mum so cold? Did she not have like? Was her family a bit weird then? Your mum on your mum's side?
3: I don't know. I think I I honestly think that nearly everything that underpins my mum's personality is is really profound and chronic shyness to so the point that even and my mum's quite like she would happily spend the rest of her life on her own with a wheelbarrow in the field digging something up with some dogs running around. Yeah. Whereas my dad's like me, he like feeds off people. Yeah. And whereas my mum's quite. Like, people are quite stressful for my mum, I think. Um, mm. And I think all that generation... My parents were quite... Uh, my parents were older when they had me. They were 40 and 44. So their generation was, like, war babies, all raised by yeah. men with- ptsd so yeah yeah yeah
2: um, i think about that quite a lot actually yeah because when you get frustrated with your parents and then you're like oh they didn't even have podcasts growing up (laughs) (laughs) Or (laughs) yeah oh
3: dear (laughs) what did they trade (laughs) there was no bitcoin or pogs
1: (laughs) Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Oh, I won't ask you again, but I tell you who will, it's Alan Button. That was Lou Conkeys if you can believe. Alan Button. Okay, Alan de Bottain wants to ask a question. You know this guy? Yes, I do, yeah. Of course you do. Okay, well, first one on the card... What do you imagine a colleague might find difficult about you <laughs> now? That looks like it's staged because we work together. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Nothing, I, I
2: would wager. Uh,
3: the fact that I turn up to work in towels is probably one of them. No, um, come
2: on. I think you're very professional.
3: Yeah, I think to the point of being unhelpful, though. So sometimes I don't always know. My partner, i very introduced to that thing to so I get better at it. But, you know, that whole, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? Because I'm a straight out the at the gate with advice when I
2: shouldn't be. Sometimes I just need to listen. No, no. I want to fix things. I, I love advice and I... It's so hard not to do that, though. I was with someone in the car the other day and this person's quite troubled and uh, i'm a people i just want everyone to be fixed and so i was offering loads of advice and stuff and then she actually mentioned oh the most helpful thing you can do is listen i was like fuck i know fuck and then i did just listen but it's really hard to do
3: yeah because also if if, if there's an element there of like because lots of interaction is actually for ourselves isn't it and if there's an element there of you going i want to make myself feel better by helping them also if you can see like well you're just kind of indulging in something here and yeah. that that is frustrating I, I find that frustrating when people are like this thing and I'm like oh but you could do this thing and they're like yeah back to talking about that thing though because yes. I do want to fix it um, yeah. yeah I know exactly what you mean but also yeah. you have to understand that's not what some people they don't actually want
2: fixing I know but then it's like well why and don't waste my fucking time then (laughs) you know what I mean
3: but maybe because they get validation from the situations or you know it's so tricky isn't it I think people are so so complex and um, Mm. that's the other thing as well is I really start to notice now if well like I'm quite an impulsive person and I definitely was like so much more of an asshole when I was younger in my 20s and very defensive I think and you know because I just because I had to fight a lot physically sometimes growing up for various reasons that like I I see now people who got to our age who haven't like excuse the phrase done the work yeah and they're sort of like they're the kind of people who there's always red flags of like I tell it like it is you know yeah, that kind of yeah, thing yeah. like okay yeah. well you just you're just rude to everyone that you know then and actually sometimes you don't need to Um, yeah so you can see it from the other side as well which is the more sort of like so there's the people like me who i guess more alpha and be like naturally bossy and fix things and do that stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's the other side who sort of like you say might have a victim complex or something like that Mm -mm. um or repeatedly make the same mistakes and that's part of their identity as well um, mm. But then, like, they have to do the work as well. It's not just up to, like, loud yeah. people to fix stuff. <laughs> I know. Have you heard the, the phrase strange heaven versus familiar hell? My, um, no,
2: but I like it.
3: Yeah, so Adam Drake of Goose, um, mm-hmm. who directs my Edinburgh shows, talks about that a lot. We talked about it a lot with one of my shows and for people we know as well is the idea that some people would rather stay in a hell that they... Recognize and at least know how to negotiate, even though it makes them sad, then Mm. push through for what a strange heaven, Mm -hmm. you know, like a set of circumstances that much better, but ultimately that is an unknown quantity. And I think about that a lot.
2: People are, um, excuse the phrase, fucking dumb. (laughs) And that is coming from someone with an IQ of 80. Cuddle recipe number 101. Take two arms, I wrap them around something and don't let go, unless the person asks you to let go. Or animal.
3: I remember when we first met. Uh, when did we first meet? It was at the Brundell Social Club in Leeds, and it no. was probably about 2014 or 15. And you were yeah. closing, and I was emceeing, and it was when you had you did a bit where you poured sugar over your head. and and I remember you asking me um you were so funny and I remember you asking me what shampoo I used because my hair was shiny and it was a lush (laughs) one so I was telling you about that and I also remember you being very kind to me because I didn't really know you and I was so like out in the sticks in Manchester and there's a few people who were so so kind that I was like I know we don't really know each other but I how I don't know how to get an agent or where to send them. Do you know any? Because I was struggling to get London gigs, and that was all. All, Lon- all these. Act- Agents in London were like, when are you in London next? And I was like, I'm not. and yeah. Or you can come and see me at Tuesday night at Torino's doing three minutes on a bill Whoa. of 40 people. I just yeah. didn't have anything. And you were you were really friendly and you were like, let me think about this and let me see if I can find somewhere. And you were very nice. But then I felt weird because when, when we met like a little time later, I was like, oh, thank you so much. And you were like, oh, I thought you didn't like me. But again, that must have been my vibe of being quite sort of defensive and sometimes high status when I'm feeling insecure but I remember you being very helpful
2: oh yeah I thought you didn't like me until about two months ago <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know I don't think that all that can be pinned at your door <laughs> I think some of it's got to be pinned at my door
3: it's <laughs> so obvious if I don't like someone I really think we've just got obvious. very
2: different styles which I actually very much respect but you, you like I would say, our, our styles of doing work in comedy are very different like you're very like you're so funny but you're sort of like you know what's going on and you're organized and I'm, I'm always like the sort of girl that you probably had to help at school <laughs> <laughs> that like <laughs> dynamic coming on you're probably thinking why hasn't she brushed her hair and done this and why hasn't she got her set together
3: <laughs> but you're someone who I was like I was talking about this maybe
2: I was talking about you the other day about like
3: I'm and I don't think there's any resentment in this either it's also like so I remember we did that Noel Fielding gig together and like you oh, were yeah. like oh I, uh, what am I going to do? And I was like, because <laughs> I would like, like you're saying, I will write down everything I do. And if I'd done the venue recently, I'll do different stuff. And you wow. know, just like. Wow, I'd love I think, to be like that. But coming up through the circuit, you sort of had to be really across that stuff. Yeah. Of like, if you're booked for lots of yearly gigs with the same audience, you have to know what you did, you have to know what you should do differently, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But like seeing you as well, like you're. I have to work hard because I'm not special, right? I don't have that like magic. I'm, I'm also very like quite mainstream in what I do. And then you're like this disagree. ethereal magic thing that everyone wants to be in the room with so you get no. to be like chaos that's part no, of your charm no no,
2: uh, no and... i would hard disagree on that and also i wish that i could write once i had a 20 minute set because pasco told me to get a 20 minute set and stick to it and i knew it inside out and the gigs were infinitely better, and I was like, "This, <laughs> this is great. This is me now." And look at me when i was twenty. It lasted about a month, and then I don't know why I do it. And then, like, I die in Canterbury all the time. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna die in Canterbury anymore because I've got my tour show there, and it's gonna buck the trend. And it's because I never know what I'm like. I wished I could learn a set, but there's some some fear inside me of learning it. And I guess it's to do with like if I fail. If I don't ever have a harder gig, yeah, then I'm like, well, yeah, because I didn't know my set rather than Mm. anything else. But, yeah, so I just think it's different ways around of doing it and superstition and stuff. But I do learn sets for TV and stuff. I don't just go on and wing it. So, obviously, like, it's there. But, like, you smash every gig you do kind of thing. And I would say I'm more erratic, you know. I'm more up and down, whereas you, I've not seen you have a hard gig.
3: Well, I definitely do have. Um, But also, you have, like, that special thing where... If you might not have as good a gig, for instance. Um, in Canterbury. Uh, but, uh, in Canterbury. What but like 30% sense. of the audience will go away being like, I'm a fan of Herds Forever. Whereas with me, they're like, oh, that, that comedian, I'll, leave, I'll forget as soon as I leave nah, the room. Whereas like, no one you was, make fans. No,
2: no, no one was a fan in Canterbury. And a woman tweeted <laughs> me to say, you look like you didn't want to be there. <laughs> anyway, and that actually helped me though, because I was like, oh yeah, that's what I need to do different. Sort of look like I need to... I want to be there. I need to be there. No, different vibe. <laughs> look like you need to be there for the money. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a one-way ticket to Cuddle City Central, please. OK. Uh, OK, best, worst or weirdest cuddle, if you've got one. Oh, best
3: one is um, at night when I go to bed and I lie on my partner's chest... Um, that's my quickest way to get off to sleep. Aww, I really off. love that. Get off yeah. to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can only sleep if I've cracked one off in the last like, five minutes. So if I don't get to sleep in that window, I've got to go again. You live on a farm,
2: you two, don't you? Yeah, we do, You're yeah. so cute. I,
3: <laughs> I know, very wholesome. Yeah. Um, with our little rescue chickens. Yeah, so I love that kind of cuddle. And my partner's quite tactile and quite cuddly as well. Mm. He, he's like nice, nice boy. Think it's having a dead mum. Loves a cuddle. Oh,
2: if you can just get in with one with a dead mum.
3: I've literally got stand up in my new tour about that. About, oh,
2: great! Yeah, I, I can't
3: recommend it highly enough. And then my weirdest cuddle was when I was growing up, I was in like a drama club and there was a singing group, but I think the only way they could get them to do the singing group is if the guy who's quite a crizo who's, who's a music teacher, ran a choir. So we had like a gospel choir, which is um, as white as you can you're thinking it would be dream in dream off of Wales. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we look like the kind of people who would be up against uh, an amazing choir and sister act um, <laughs> and because of this sort of like weird vibe occasionally some sort of young hot christians would like waft into our lives at singing competitions or various classes or whatever and um, they used to do that side hug thing do you know that thing? Yes. Where the Christian side hug. So it's like, Ooh. I think the idea is that so your your genitals don't kiss through trousers. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's the most like, what's a good example of this? Or, you know, when people go, so, you know, if he's going to do that or she, and and that bit, I know ACUS has got a bit about it, but that bit reminds you so much that they are only thinking about men all the time. Yeah. And the same when someone gives you a Christian side hug, you'd be like... I can't believe you don't trust yourself to not think about fucking if we just hug normally. Yeah, and that's when I realised that um, being like that kind of Christian can do insane things to your sex drive as a teenager. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were well, you Chriso then? Brought up Quizzo? No, no, not at all. I've never even been like none of us are christened, Like, like my family is utterly godless. Like, right. there's not only time we've been in the church is for funerals
2: or weddings. N- never. Yeah, but you, well, that's where you got your uh, picture boyfriends up, isn't it? Funerals, <laughs> <laughs> the <They're> dead mum. <laughs> uh, from cradle to podcast, maybe the true listening is with our hearts. It's time for I put the. I think I've twisted my ankle just from sitting on the um, on the bed, and that's I what? No, it just feels. How can weird. you rollerblade
3: Ooh. so brilliantly and then I twist your ankle while sat there?
2: god it's a bit of a worry isn't it anyway um (laughs) right i'll just never mind that i'm just putting all the details into the cuddle calculator and then it does just read you your type okay okay lovely (laughs) panda they do it on their own terms, but people want them terms. Good luck getting a grip if you're not on the list. If you are, then you're gonna love the panda. It does that mean I panda to people. No, no, it means you're a panda, <laughs> which is very popular. Like a panda. But basically they do it on their own terms, but people want them terms. Good luck getting oh. a grip if you're not on the list. So you know how like pandas everyone's trying to get them to do stuff, but they're like, No, we'll do we'll do what we want when we want. I'll eat bamboo, I'll fuck yeah. when I'm ready. Yeah, that exactly, kind of thing. exactly. That's a nice one, isn't it? Yeah,
3: lovely. I um, Have you ever seen... There's a lovely little clip of a panda rolling down a hill on the internet somewhere, and it's very cheery. So you've just reminded me of that. So if anything, I
2: should be cuddling you. So actually pandas are pretty cool do remind yourself of that and have a little look at a video everyone wants to cuddle with a panda you're kidding me but they're like really yeah like if you said to me you can cuddle with a panda in fact why is that not a business opportunity
3: because it's, it's a bear it's still a bear
2: it can't rip your head off yeah, but it wouldn't rip your head off would it but giant pandas are fucking huge but what, what is their instinct to rip your head off or is it just to sort of well walk away
3: I don't know, actually. I don't know enough about the instinctual drive behind the pandas, but I still just think getting in anywhere with a bear is a
2: risk. Do you know what, Kiwi? It it, 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 it seems like you're not happy with Panda, and that to me is <laughs> fucking mad. No, I'm I'm fine with pa- pandas. Adorable, very cuddly, very sweet.
3: I I love the idea of like yeah on your own terms because that does sound like me. But yeah, then
2: it's like horoscopes, isn't it? People read into stuff. No, yeah, you're <laughs> re- like that you, does you, sound like me. You're reading into this all the wrong way if someone gave me a cuddle type panda i would be skipping along for days well what are you then well I don't know but oh, that could be a special uh, release next week I'll put it into the cuddle calculator and give myself I one I think that would be nice oh sorry I yeah. mean I'll get myself one <laughs> okay well thank you so much for coming on the pod it was really nice to talk to you and good luck at your old school thank you so much for having me I appreciate it I oh, know I appreciate it so that was Kiri she does a podcast called all killer no filler i'm sure you're aware of it uh, she also directs Gaines family gift shop but i guess the big one is get and see her on tour the tour is called home truths and i can tell you this for nothing it, it, it will be a lovely show if i know her it'll be a great show uh, so come see her come see me on tour and um you know give yourselves a slap on the butt to get you out the door okay love you